On today's Lockdown Mavericks, the five storylines that we're tracking during the playoffs. And Nick has a soundboard again, so this could go great or it could be really annoying. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Mavrello Maniac, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I I don't know if I can figure out all the scenarios. I reached a point today to where I was reading all the tiebreakers, not just Mavericks, just everything. And all and I you know what? I just said, why? Why am I doing this? Let's just root for a win. <laughs> just it let- doesn't matter. I have no control over this, so let, I'm just going to let it play out and just see what happens. And that's where I'm at right now. Speaking of... oh guess what day it is? <laughs> Game day. Dallas Mavericks playing the Toronto Raptors in uh, win, and the Mavericks are out of the play-in. That whole nightmare, all that that everybody was commenting on is not a thing anymore. So if the Mavericks beat the Raptors, which the Raptors don't have any incentive to win... That's, uh, we're feeling pretty good about that one, but the, they still do have to take care of business. Built Bar is a protein bar. tastes like a candy bar. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your next order. All right, Isaac Harris. We're going to get into our five NBA storylines, but we wanted to give another special shout-out. We, we've just been going on this run recently of people reaching out to us and saying that the podcast means so much to them. They feel connected to the Mavs and to Dallas because of us and all that kind of stuff. And so we had another group that we wanted to uh, to shout out today. Yeah, so if you listen to yesterday's pod, uh, we had uh, a guy reach out named Yuri who uh, is over in, uh, yeah, just over in the Middle East right now and all of the stuff that's going on uh, with Israel and all the bombings uh, that's happening right now. And uh, just that he had... He has been listening to our podcast uh, as he's been in shelter and stuff. And so as a result of that, some more of you guys have reached out uh, today. And uh, yeah, there's a group of people. The I'm going to name the group here. Feed underscore Mavs underscore IL. Shout out to you guys, a group of Israeli Mavs fans who have been following our podcast. They reached out today. It's like, hey, man. Yeah, big fans of the pod, but also to connect with Yuri. So now hopefully Yuri's yeah. in that group. And uh, now all of you guys can uh, be listening to Lockdown Mavs, big Mavs fans. And uh, yeah, just want to say the same thing I said yesterday. We're praying for you guys. And just that whole situation is a wild situation. So uh, I'm glad that our small little sports podcast can bring a little bit of distraction in your world. Absolutely, absolutely. So shout out to all of you guys. Hope you guys are staying safe and all that. All right, let's get into the show today. Five NBA storylines that we're tracking going into the playoffs. So we wanted to focus on players. What does this run mean for this player? What does this playoffs mean for this player? And the first one I'm going to bring up is uh, I'm I'm breaking our rules a little bit here. The Nets. I'm going with all three of the Nets, right? Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. Does it matter that these guys have only played seven games together? Does it matter they've only played like, you know, 
less than a thousand minutes together, right? Like, does it matter that, you know, or I probably less than, I don't know, less than a hundred minutes. Like <laughs> I have to go look at it, but it's not a lot of time that they've played together. Does it matter that these guys just came together haven't played together at all, basically. They've played together in in couplets, right? The two, two, you know, KD and Harden obviously have that relationship from before, and then Kyrie and Harden played a lot of games together, and then Harden and Kate, you know, and then uh, uh, Kyrie and Harden have played together this season. But all three of them together, it hasn't it hasn't happened very often. And in the games they've played, they haven't necessarily won all those games or dominated necessarily. So it doesn't matter that those guys haven't played that much, and they're going into this playoffs, and everyone still expects them to come out of the East, right? Is it just going to be a cakewalk for them? I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I think if they're fully healthy, they're still my pick. I'm still wor- I'm worried more about health than I am chemistry. I think if they're fully healthy and all of those guys are on the team, like they're playing, no minute restrictions, all of that, I'm I'm still confident that they come out of the East. And I think it's a little bit different than the Clippers because I know that comp gets thrown out some, but Paul George hadn't done anything, you know, going into that. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have won titles. So I give them the edge with that. And they have a three-headed monster compared to a two-headed monster with Kawhi and Paul George. I know it's, you know, a little bit more chemistry things you have to work out, but I think we'll, I think they'll definitely have some series that go six, maybe seven games. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, but I'm more worried about health than I am chemistry with them. Yeah, by the way, I way overshot that and gave them the benefit of the doubt. 186 minutes they've played together. Yeah, it's not very much <laughs> at all. Court. I mean, it's just it's ba- it's basically nothing, right? It's basically they haven't played together. And so, yeah, does it matter? Does does that time together matter? And if it doesn't, then all of a sudden, does the NBA become more of let's just team up and group up as much as we can to win a title, right? These mercenary type titles. We we've talked we had the conversation before. Is this Brooklyn Nets title gonna be the most meaningless title? Because they just all got together this one season, they all came there. There's really no ties to any of them really there. And then they the fan base, are they really connected to that fan base? It's just kind of like they all decided to get together and you know, it's a uh, it's not the Avengers. It's like the the what the Justice League did, right? Like, it's like like all of a sudden you throw that together, and the Justice League movie didn't do as well as the Avengers because it wasn't built over time. It wasn't like we didn't have as much invested into a Justice League movie, and then they screwed it up. So that well, see, but I don't think fans care as much of how the team's constructed because we saw team. But they don't fans, care about the team either. Who no, cares about this we, Nets team? But we saw team. We saw fans throw a fit about the Warriors. And outside of Durant, they drafted those guys and like grew those guys on their own. And then they added Durant and people were throwing a fit because. So I think fans care more about the talent overload more than how it was built. And then I'll just say, I mean, it's for me, it's the same type of thing what Miami did or what Brooklyn. Like it's a, you know, when these, you know, when you have two or three people really cared about the Miami thing and nobody cares about this Nets thing. Like nobody was freaking out about the Nets. They cared. They freaked out a little bit more when LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin went than that. When they got was, Harden. Yes. You know, that what was I mean? the weirdest was, part for me. That's so that weird. We that's saw what backlash. took it over the top. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. And I think, I think people, yeah, we, ha- there's individual storylines too. People already didn't like Durant because of the Golden State thing. People don't like James Harden. People don't like Kyrie Irving for, uh, you know, like there's like all three of those stars have some group of NBA fans that don't like them to where if you took, I think there would still be pushback, but if you took Giannis, Luka and Jokic and put them on the same team right now, there would still be pushback, but 
I wouldn't say they have a ton of like just like group big groups of fans that hate them like Harden, Durant, and Kyrie do. So if that makes sense. Well, this is coming for Luca. They haven't been in the league long enough. Yeah, it's the cir- to- it's the it's the cycle. It, it comes for you. <laughs> it's coming. And, uh, it comes for yeah. everybody. Yeah, it will. All right, that's my first one. Give me one of yours quick. Well, okay, well, I don't want to like come back to the Nets, but I took it from an individual player standpoint, individual storyline, kind of like what's at stake for a single player going to the playoffs. And I'll just stay on the Nets of saying, what will a title do for James Harden? And because he, he doesn't have it, and if he doesn't get it this year, will he have a chance over the next? I mean, his his window of getting that title, that ring, is you know, it's going to start closing. So he needs to get it over the next few years. And if he doesn't get it, will he be just a part of that group of a Charles Barkley, a Carl Malone, of a great all-time player? Because when it's all said and done, whether you like him or not, he's going to be one of the best offensive players to ever play the game of basketball. So I'm just, I'm really intrigued with that storyline. And if he, if he gets it this year and they win it, where does that put him Later on in his career, when he's done, when he, all the scoring numbers are, are added up, where will he be on some all-time list? Because he does have that, that ring at that point. Yeah, but what does the ring mean? <laughs> no. I mean, very, I, very I think true. it does, I right? Mean, like, he, he, he would if be. If we start deciphering rings, though, then, then, then we've, we've went down that route before, though. It's yeah, like, but okay, it, well, LeBron's counted in, in the bubble. LeBron's counted in Miami. But now we can't count James Harden's with the it's Nets. Not a, like, it's not a it's not a yes or no. It's not a black or yeah. white. It's what's the level like? You know, Bill Simmons does his thing. Is it a forty pound MVP? Is it a twenty pound MVP? Is it ten? You know, if yeah. you do, and Dirks is the highest of all. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, yeah. if Dirks means so much, which it does, I've I've talked to enough Mavs fans. I've been around the Mavs enough to know uh, that that title means so much. Then titles have to mean less. <laughs> like some of them yeah. have to mean less than. Well, than there's the no Nets fans to talk to, so that's the that's the other thing, right? It's like, what fan base is really getting behind them? Like, what is their parade going to look like? Just angry Knicks fans? Right? Like, it's going to be really strange. So coming up, let's get into that. We'll talk about it a little bit more. What does this mean for for Durant if they do win the title? Uh, and what does it mean for 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 Harden? If they win the title, we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag is the one place to put down some money on sports. Go there. Find some action. The WNBA is starting. We went over WNBA just a little bit, but it starts tonight. Go check out the finals matchups that you can get on betonline.ag. Top ones. We talked about them yesterday. Seattle Storm, Washington Mystics to win the title. Top one. Aces. Aces were there last year. They're getting Liz Cambage back. Liz Cambage, one of my favorite players, but... Mm. The aces are a little worse when she plays. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. That's maybe slanderous. There's a little bit of Ewing theory there with, with, with Wilson, with. though. Asia Wilson is incredible. Absolutely. L.A. Sparks. That one's kind of interesting. Chicago Sky, young team. Candace Parker now back on it. Connecticut Sun, Phoenix Mercury. That that one all, all of a sudden has Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner, and you're like, all right, why can't they get over the hump? And it just hasn't happened for them yet. And Sabrina. then you start getting into the super young teams, the Liberty, the Wings. Uh, Fever are really, really down the list there, but there you go. Put down some money. People are underrating the Fever this year. (laughs) BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus to the first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. Any more on Harden? What does does the the title mean? I I think he'll be, if, if he wins... Does it put him ahead of like Barkley and you know some of these guys that didn't get a ring? Where does he fit with like the Dirk, KG, those guys that got one ring? 
right? Is his career? I mean, he's probably a better individual. Well, I don't even know if he's a better individual player. He put up more numbers, but no, it just depends on where he finishes. You know, with some all-time points stuff. You know, if he but gets close the, to that, the all-time points, the all-time points thing is, is going to be. I mean, all these guys are going to start. Because there's more possessions, there's more shots yeah, for, but you for star play, players. You got to play a long time, and you got you still got to average a ton of crap like to get there. So, I mean, there's only a couple of guys that's on pace for it right now, and that's you know Durant, maybe James Harden. So, I like Curry's not going to hit that. Well, I mean, Curry or Harden had a slow start because of his you know, for sure <laughs> the Houston yeah. thing, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Lucas, if he plays his entire career, he, he's going to be up there in no time. He's averaging 28 yeah. points a game. Second yeah. two seasons. So, uh, all right. Another one for me. This is a quick one. Go Bear. Mm, like, I didn't I, have him on my I'm list. really interested in Go Bear. I'm not necessarily interested in watching him, but what if they get beat in the first round again? What does that mean for him? What does that mean for him? As, and he gets played off the floor in a way, right? Yeah. And David Locke is, if he's listening, he's cringing in his car somewhere and just cursing my name. <laughs> but what does it mean for him? Does it? What does it mean for centers like him? You know, can you win with a center yeah. like him? That that narrative will just be completely taken yeah. for a, for a ride if, if they lose in the first round, or even if they get like, what if they get swept in the second round after they win a first round series close? Right? It's yeah. really gonna. There's a lot of ripple effects for his career, for the Jazz in general, and then for centers of his ilk. Like, can centers like that? Does do two centers matter? Because who are the centers that have won titles over the last couple of years? It's like Dwight and Javale. I guess you count AD in there, but. Yeah. Uh, AD is like the outlier, though. I mean, all Dwight, the Warriors guys, like, all the Cavs yeah. guys, like none of those guys were. Those are not, not notable. There's no notable centers there. No, no. And so I'm going to parlay this into my next one, <laughs> and that's Embiid and Jokic. These are the two best players in the NBA this year, right? Like those two. I mean, the best season, I guess you could say. Yeah. I don't think they're the best two players, but they're having the best season. And both these guys go in, and what if they fall short of the conference finals? Both of them. Jokic probably will, and may not hold yeah. it against him. But what does it mean for those guys, these centers, that these guys, these centers are now emerging? I think it, a little bit less at stake for these two guys than Gobert, but what does it mean for these two guys if they fail in the playoffs? We've seen Jokic play really well in the playoffs yeah. before. We've seen MB play really good in the playoffs before, but what does it show to us if they can't carry their team to a next level and take them to you know farther than we think that their teams can actually go? Well, Jokic, I think, is playing with house money. I mean, For sure. he, he's performed in the playoffs. He took him to the Western Conference Finals last year. He's missing Jamal Murray. So even if he gets bounced in the first round, like there's there should be no slander. He's the MVP. Case closed. Gobert is so interesting. We talked Embiid. about this. Okay, okay. I'll do Embiid first. Oh, you can do uh, Gobert. Go ahead. Yeah. No, fine. no. Embiid, yeah. Oh, Embiid, Embiid's the whole thing is like, stay healthy. Um, I'll, I'll lump one of mine into this Embiid talk. One of mine had to do with Philly, but it was Ben Simmons' focus of saying, can Ben Simmons co-lead a team to the finals? Because so much, because they've won so much this year and they're first in the East. That's my answer for that one. Because they're first in the East, <laughs> it feels like nobody is talking about that pairing anymore. Of before the season, it was like, man, are they going to break this up? Yeah, man, they're going right. to blow it up. Now they held, you know, they held strong on that. Brought in Doc, and now they're winning a lot of games. Nobody's talking about if they should blow it up or not. Can Ben Simmons co-lead with it? I'm confident in Embiid, but can Ben Simmons prove that his lack of shot is no big deal come playoff time? And we'll, if they make it to the finals, then it's like, okay, this can work. We just have to tweak some things. But if they get bouncing like the second round. I think this will speak volumes on Ben Simmons' ceiling in the league. 
Yeah, and then the the flip side of the Jokic and Bede, what if they do overachieve? And then all of a sudden it's this whole run on can you get guys that can defend those two guys? It's this yeah. it's the Eric Dampier guarding Shaq thing yeah. all over again, right? Can you get a guy like that that can defend one of these two guys? And the Mavs are gonna be a team that definitely needs somebody like that. And so who do they go out and get? Who do they try and find somebody? If the Mavericks get destroyed by Jokic in the first round, like swept or five game like a you know, what is it? A, what do the starters call it? A douchebag series where they, they win the first three games and then the other team wins one and then they close them out. They're like, ah, I just gave you one little game right there. But what if they just get destroyed and it's just all Jokic, 45 points a game, something crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Mavs are like, okay, our, our defensive limitations are all of a sudden now mattering a lot. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, oh, Jokic did that. AD's still going to be here yep. forever. And yep. yeah. The, the Gobert thing is interesting. We briefly talked about on Locker Room, which join us every Thursday night on Locker Room if you're not. But we kind of threw out the question of what if Utah plays the Lakers in the first round and the Lakers beat them? What's the answer for Utah? Do they just walk out of that saying, hey, we're the one seed, but you know we lost to the Lakers, so makes sense. <laughs> but there's still going to be like an embarrassing factor of that. I don't care if it's the Lakers or not. You're the f- number one seed and you lose in the first round. And it's a team that they've had together for a bit. I'm intrigued of what they do. And if it's a big trade, do they literally just run it back and say, oh, we just got to tweak some things? Like you're going to have maybe the defensive player of the year. You're probably going to have the sixth man of the year on your team this year. You're like exceeding all expectations wins. So like what's going to be different for you the following year and the Lakers, they're not going anywhere. So I'm just, I'm fascinated by that. If they get put out in the first round and go bear and yeah, all that storyline. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a fascinating one. Can I throw out you my my number one, my number one thing. I don't know. I already mentioned James Hart. I mentioned Ben Simmons, but my number one individual player storyline for this playoffs is can Chris Paul get the ring? Mm. Because the point guard, the, all the stuff, all, he he has an incredible career, 16 years. We could go all day about it. But will he go down as John Stockton or will he go down as like an Isaiah Thomas? And I think, you know, that's in, is this his best chance outside of that, that, that Rockets run? You know, it's where the hamstring and all that stuff. It was like, man, that was his lost chance. Now they could be the number one seed. Could this be his shot? And if he does go and if they make a crazy run and he takes this super young Suns team and they win a title, what will this do for like his career? Will people view him any different or are are people already just seeing his career like, oh, he's just not going to have a ring. So he's already one of the best point guards already. So it, it won't matter. I'm I'm intrigued of how fans will take that. Yeah. Coming up, I want to get into this a little bit more because He's also sort of a mercenary type guy, right? He just joined the Suns team this past season, and he went there and joined Devin Booker. And so why is that looked at so differently than what James Harden is doing and what Kevin Durant is doing and Kyrie and them? So we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, Built Bar, protein bar, tastes like a candy bar, absolutely delicious. I know Isaac loves his Built Bars. We love to get them in the mail. They're so great. You've been drinking some, some Built Boost. Yeah, we're about to get, uh, my wife and I are about to get our second shot here in a, a day or so. So she's been all about drinking the Built Boost to build some immunity heading Heck into yeah. that second shot. Build that immune system. Check out go, some of these. Go wife. Go check out some of these Built Bars that are available right now. Coconut almond, mint brownie, the uh, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream is great, double chocolate, raspberry, cherry barcia, all those really, really cherry good. Barcia's and like you can good. see on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, 
all kinds of good stuff in them. Protein, small, low sugar, they're high fiber, they're low calorie, all that kind of stuff. They're also just delicious. Everybody loves them. I eat probably one a day, and uh, they're just great to tide you over from meal to meal. Go get them. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get a 15% discount on your next order, not your first, your next. Get them at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Chris Paul. So why is Chris Paul season? And maybe this is obvious for a lot of people, but to, to me it seems it's kind of interesting. Why Chris Paul season, if he wins the title, right, like on the, on the other side of it, if he wins it, all of a sudden that title means a lot. Yeah. Right. I feel like that title means a ton. Maybe not Dirk. Oh, yeah. Maybe not Dirk level, but it means a lot to him. Maybe like KG on the Celtics level. Maybe. Well, it depends on the the road too. I mean, if they put out the Lakers in round one. Yeah. And then they you know face you know whoever Clippers in round two or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they make a and then they beat like the Nets. Can you imagine if you beat the Lakers and mm-hmm. Nets in the same playoff run and with a super young team like that? That will be one of the most impressive titles that we've seen. A team that won 30-something games last year. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that. taking that team uh, would be absolutely impressive. So why is it so different? Well, I think it's the, the timelines of these players, right? It's the timeline of the core of the, this Suns group, and then it's the combination of the three guys in Brooklyn that make it so different. Where And it's how he got there, too. Like, James forced himself there and went through all of that stuff that just didn't make him look good at all. Chris Paul was like, Hey, you just start getting older. Now they just, you know, teams just start trading him around. It's like, hey, be this mentor to SGA. And we're all like, oh, we man, look at you for, for embracing that mentorship. <laughs> and it's like it, the image was like built up. And now he's taking this young Suns team. So, yeah, they're they're fun. And I think that's the, you know, is this the last chance that Chris Paul will have? Is this the last best chance that he'll have at a title? I don't know. I mean, Heck, a year or two from now, will he be on the Lakers and be in the finals? I know, right? Like everybody's, I don't know. Like everybody's timelines extended. It feels like. Yeah, yeah. Can I? Do you have one more? I feel like I have. I a do have one more. more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go okay. One. Okay. My, well, my last one is Giannis. Giannis yeah, that's is, my last one. Yeah, Giannis's postseason is going to be fascinating because what if they lose in the second round again? What does it mean yeah. for him? What does it mean for his development? Is he going to have? He might have an Australia summer moment like Dirk did. Right mm-hmm. where Dirk loses in 07 and just just has to change his game, and so he goes to Australia with Holger, and he just works and works and works and becomes you know kind of his next level of player. We can rebuild him. Does Giannis have to do something like that? Uh, because it feels like they the Bucks went all in on this season, yeah. And if he can't take him there, he can't take him to a next level. If they if they lose to you know whoever, what if they lose to Miami again in the first round? What if they oh, play Miami oh, and lose yeah. in the first round, then all of a sudden. Like that's just a complete. He re-signed there. He put everything down. Like they put all the chips down on the table, all the picks, yeah. all that. And if they lose early again, what does it mean for him and his career? Yeah, that's that was my my last one. I have a couple smaller ones I want to hit at the end. But can Giannis be Batman? And that's the can he be Batman? Lead the Bucks to the finals. And if they don't, and especially if it's a they lose a couple in a way that he's missing some shots. And they're getting in the ball and he's pulling up and it's just an air ball or he's just missing them. It's like, dang, he's just he just doesn't have that. And he won't like he won't have that or yeah, you know, because they're kind of out of moves. I mean, you could always, I guess, trade Middleton or and just like swap yeah. out the pieces, but I can't help to see Bogdan how well he's playing in Atlanta and be like, I know he would have like killed it in Milwaukee in this. But um, yeah, I think Giannis is one of the bigger individual storylines for sure like of all the best teams in the east 
there's a lot of pressure on the Nets because they got the big three together. But as far as individually, I don't know how much this is doing against Durant or Kyrie's like career. Like they've yeah. already won titles. Like they're just playing with, you know, this adding to it at this point. As, you, as soon as you said there's lots of pressure on the Nets, all I can imagine is Durant or Kyrie if they were asked that question. And you think there's a lot of pressure on you guys to win the title? Pressure? What pressure? What do yeah. you mean pressure? Yeah. We're just we're just out here playing. Like it just doesn't seem like I don't know. There's something about I don't want to say they're not invested, but there's just like a hey, it's chill. If we don't win, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, so I think I think there is a lot on Giannis, and I'm yeah. really anxious to see what happens in the playoffs. Can I throw you some some smaller ones I have? Ooh, some rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, okay, <laughs> first off, I just want to get this out of the way. LeBron. If LeBron makes a run and wins another title, I think the conversation at least makes a little bit more sense in in regards to the goat. I don't. He'll never pass MJ for me. Uh, wow, you're taking a step though. No, I just think the conversation. I could hear other people making that conversation, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I get where you're coming from at this point. If you're making wow. it right now, wow. I'm not. I'm not looking at you saying. Le- yeah. Isaac saying something positive about LeBron and Jordan and the GOAT conversation. I- I'm just saying I can understand your points at that point. Right now, with not just my, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to be very clear. Not mine. I'm not saying he's the GOAT, right? Like, you're no, not, you better. You're not, no, I'm not, I have not said that. Uh, another smaller one. Trey Young. If, if Atlantic gets into their first round series and yeah. it's just so bad defensively and they lose their first round, you know, it doesn't. I don't think Atlanta's walking away saying, "Oh, we got to change up everything." But I think it is a, a testament to, okay, this is a little, this is worse come playoff time. But on the flip side, I think Nick said this a while back. On the flip side, if they get in and they win, you know, if they get into the first round series and they win in like six games, and he's just killing it, and it's like, okay, well, maybe his defense doesn't really matter that much in the playoffs. I think it'll be huge for them. Yeah, that one's going to be fascinating to see which which angle. It's also his first time, right? So I don't know if we can super give him, you know, take take too much away from him first time. True, but like you look what what Luca did his first time in the playoffs. He showed everybody that he belongs. He's going to be back. Oh, yeah. He yeah. went right at Kawhi and Paul George. He hit the game winner. Like all of that, he proved everyone. Yeah. I'm, if I'm if anyone was a doubter of Luca, and there are probably people that didn't watch the Mavs a lot, which is fine. You know, they don't watch Mavs. They just see all these highlights and all the stats, and they're like, this guy, what is he doing over there? They saw in the playoffs, he can back up all of that. And so any of the doubters were like, all right, fine, he's top five. <laughs> he's top yeah. ten in the NBA. Uh, that that could happen to Trey Young. We're all of a like, sudden, I could, yeah, I could totally see Trey have a first round series, and it looks like what like Mitchell or Jamal Murray did in that series yes. last year. Yeah, yeah. That he, level. I'm not saying Luka level. Like 50 yeah, point level. games and you're like, and they win in six and they're like, okay, like this is the path for Trey Young and you know, the Hawks or whatever moving forward. Yeah. And you could go, you could go, maybe he's, yeah, but he's top 25, right? In the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two other smaller ones. Paul George. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can he change the narrative about playoff P? Can I, I honestly think a lot is on his shoulders, and I'm I think Mavrello, I'm Mavrello owner of Mavs. <laughs> I was trying to find the laughing one. You're the soundboard. Um, <laughs> I think if you polled fans or media and said who has the most pressure right now, I think Paul George would be a name that that would be in a common top five. 
just because of that narrative that's around him right now in the playoffs and him hitting the side of the backboard and just melting last year. Can he, if he steps up in this playoffs and matches Kawhi and has this incredible run, like they could legit win the thing. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they could. They could make the finals and go right head to toe. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> with. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot's on, on Paul George and just his individual career path based off these playoffs and all that. And if he sucks again in the playoffs and they, you know, break down like he's traded. I mean, I feel like that's a that's in the bag because they're going to pick Kawhi over him and they're not going to like bring this thing back probably. So now it's all right. What do we swap out Paul George for? And he's gone. Dang. KP. He goes. <laughs> Speaking of KP, KP is my very last one. Oh, yeah. KP for last. Can KP say stay healthy for the playoffs? And <laughs> that, could, that could be like 12 games or something. You know, it's like, dude, yeah. just stay on the court. For, but it's like, just make it through. <laughs> is there a world in which KP's healthy? They hit on all cylinders and they make a Western Conference finals run. You know, Zach Lowe on his podcast, where he's talking about Arnovitz, he was kind of make, making the point that there's so many teams that can make a run in this playoffs. And he said, if a future Adam Silver came to me right now and said, hey, the Mavericks, he literally said, he said, the Mavericks are in, in the finals. He said, I would be like, mm, I'm not really shocked because there's so many teams. So many. And that's the path for Dallas. If, if KP, how much would KP's narrative change if he stays healthy and he helps like co-lead the Mavericks with Luka and they both average like 28 a game and they go a Western Conference Finals or some crazy finals run and lose whatever, how much would that help his image going forward? I think it would do wonders for him. Say less. Yeah, I mean, I th- there would still be some questions as far as like long-term health and it's like, okay, he just stayed healthy for this stretch run. But I think just it would do so much for him and just his career, his trade value, his like, I mean, just everything, positivity around KP. That would, he's he's a, a player. If I did top 10 players with individual storylines for the playoffs, he's definitely in my top 10. With KP, it comes down to ROI, return on investment, right? The investment is he's going to miss some games, right? But what you're getting when he actually plays, is it worth it? And right now for fans, a lot of them are saying, at least the ones we hear from, are saying, no, it's not worth it. Like, get rid of this guy. I don't. I want to see him play on the court more, even if the, the return is going to be less than, you know, than we'd like or expect. So what if he if he does have that kind of a run, like you said, help the Mavs, lead him to a second round, maybe even the conference finals, all that. All of a sudden, it starts to make the missed games hurt a little bit less, right? And you, you realize, okay, this is what we're actually getting when he's yeah. healthy. And then, I mentioned this on, on Locker Room today, a healthy offseason for Kristoff Porzingis is going to be massive, like absolutely massive. Yeah. He hasn't had one since he's come to Dallas. The first time the offseason, he was just returning from that ACL, which is absolutely brutal, and he had missed like two years. And then... This, this past season was the meniscus surgery where he had the surgery late and came into camp, didn't even get to go to camp, had to, you know, wait until the, the middle of the season or the, you know, couple mo- a month into the season or so to get actually get started and all that. And so what does, you know, what does a healthy offseason mean for him as well? It could take him to the next level. They can work on his body. You can't work on your body when you're rehabbing. You can't work on your game the right way if you're rehabbing, right? There's just things that get in the way physically for you to do. And so... 
That could be massive for Porzingis, the ceiling and the ROI for fans in the front office and all that. I mean, yeah, yeah. he has a ton. If I was an outside podcast talking about the, the Mavericks, I would have mentioned that probably top, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. All That's right, all I have. there you go. We will be back talking about the Raptors game, and hopefully it'll be awesome. <laughs> and hopefully they will win and clinch. By the time you're hearing us next, they'll have clinched a uh, top six seed, which is a step and- up from last year, which is wild to think about. Yeah, and if you missed the schedule that came out, they will play Sunday night, not mm. Sunday around lunchtime like previously reported. They'll play Sunday night against the Timberwolves. That schedule, you can find it anywhere on Twitter online, but there's a crazy amount of games that's going to go down on Sunday that last day. Ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Cubes, you in there? I hear you. Okay, well, I pitch here. It's better anyway. Mavrello has brilliant idea. We make court out of glass.